Hi, welcome to Screenplay, the fake movie podcast stranded in international waters. I'm your host, Zach Woldridge. I'm Chris Rocky. And I'm Brian Lee. All right, guys. So uh, I was, and just going to be completely honest, I love the uh, podcast 99% Invisible. Everybody should listen to it. And they recently did a story about, I don't know if many of you know about the Six Day War. I mean, it was a pretty pretty uh big thing i guess that happened but none of us were alive for it and i would assume most of our listeners were alive for it so i don't know how on the consciousness it is for a lot of our audience you know i i try to limit my number of wars i remember to those that are over a week long so it makes sense Mm -hmm. disregard Mm -hmm. that makes sense um uh, but basically, Israel and Egypt got into it. A little scuffle. It was a scuffle. It didn't even last a week, like Brian said. But, and this goes back to what I was saying about this uh, recent episode of 99% Invisible I was listening to. There were some ships that were, you know, the uh, Suez Canal is a big, uh, very important uh, shipping uh, canal. Like, very important for worldwide sure. shipping. And there were some ships that sure. were going through it. When this war broke out and they got stranded there and they actually ended up being stranded there for like four or five years. Now, people came and went from the ships during that time, but uh, they were stranded in a part of the Suez called the Great Bitter Lake. And yep. it's, I think it's the widest part of the canal. It's like a saltwater lake. And after a little bit of time being there, they were like, OK, we're obviously going to be here longer than we thought. So they kind of like got all their boats closer to each other and kind of started crews started back bouncing back and forth between ships and they formed something called the great bitter lake association they're also known as the yellow fleet and they just kind of became this society this uh community and even to this day a lot of people who are still alive from that experience they'll have like a yearly reunion and stuff like that so that's just kind of the rundown i heard this story and i thought this would be a great movie. I think it would make a really interesting movie. It's kind of like this quirky event that happened. Not that war and conflict is quirky, but this byproduct of this conflict is kind of quirky mm-hmm. uh, and interesting. True. Not a lot of people know about it, so it would make you know pretty pretty interesting uh, film. I think. Uh, so yeah. that's what I want to do. I, I'm thinking we'll have one main character who uh, will spend basically the entire four or five years in this community. Uh, He might leave for a little bit just to kind of like contrast things with the outside world. Uh, And I'm actually, I'm thinking like if you've ever seen pirate radio or it was known as the, uh, the boat that rocked in the UK, I believe for all our British listeners, we have tons of Mm -hmm. those. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You all right? All right, mate. All right. Yeah. All right. Get ready, folks, because we're going to have a lot of weird accents yeah, in this yeah, world. Yeah, can tell shit, you right yeah. now. Cheerio to all our listeners, isn't they? Over across the pond. So, yeah, I it's am thinking great. our main character will probably be English. I think there is. Yep, there were, there were English ships there. there is, yes. Uh, he'll, he'll be a Brit. He'll be a Brit. But, yeah, heavily, I'm thinking, like, I love that kind of, like, fun, like, Almost like a bunch of grown-up dudes at summer camp kind of vibe, but on a boat that Pirate yeah. Radio gave us. Um, so I'm thinking heavily inspired by that. Thinking something kind of a little, little quirky. I know we just did 
you know, uh, with the Epstein episode, I know Rock said maybe give it a Wes Andersonian vibe for that one. And I'm still thinking the same kind of thing here. Uh, little off off kilter a bit. But other than that, yeah. that's kind of what I've got. I do have one idea for like a frame, a narrative framing device. I want this to be the main character telling the story about his time there from the present day. Like he's reflecting mm -hmm. on it, uh, maybe telling sure. it to a grandkid or like somebody, anyone it doesn't have to be specific who he's telling it to. Maybe a grandkid finds the old letters in the present and he's like, grandpa, what is this? And he's like, well, Sonny, let me tell you about when I spent five years on a boat with a bunch of dudes. Sure. Yeah. And then maybe like every now and then we can do like a Princess Bride thing where the kid interrupts the story and he can be like, well, Grandpa, in this letter you said it happened this way. And he's like, ah, but that's not as interesting or something. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah He'd that's be like, fun. I'm sorry, that's are cool. you tell were you stranded on a boat for five years in <laughs> in the Suez? You all, mate. You think you were stranded out there in the, in the Sahara Desert? And then he's like, Granddad. Sarah Desert isn't anywhere near the Suez Canal because he's American. The child is American. Yes, of course. Oh, cool, mate. You think you're over there? What are in the sea, like? Yeah. So I want to cast the main character and the older version sure. of him. And okay. really, that's all. We can, like, throw other guys out if we're, like, talking about a character and think, like, oh, so-and-so would be a good actor, but we don't have to do super mm -hmm. intensive casting. Do do we want to do a British guy? Yeah. Like, specifically? Yeah. I assume. And okay. I want this movie, like, we don't have to, like, actually plan this part out, but just while you're thinking about, like, this hypothetical movie, imagine it has a really great soundtrack, like a really great period-appropriate soundtrack. So, like, si late 60s, early 70s? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of great music if, in that time. And if you guys think like, oh, like, I think this song should be playing over this scene, feel free to interject or something like that. Um, okay. Oh, I thought that was like to the listeners. I was like, how would they Oh, know? yeah. Well, I mean, uh, they, can, <laughs> they can email us, uh, screenplaypodcast at gmail.com with uh, oh, that is true. Uh, they suggestions. Can. They can. And we, we will take anyway. Anyways. Uh, we could... All right, so what about um okay, I'm just throwing out some some Brits. Um Oh, I, oh, I thought idea, Zach like, like had an idea in his mind. Um okay, no, no, so no. for the young guy, for the young guy, I'm thinking uh, have we used Tom Hardy yet in a movie? We haven't. Personally, I'm thinking Tom Hardy might be a little too old. Um cuz I'm thinking this mm. guy might be in his mid 20s. Uh or something kind of like lost in life, like he's uh not lost in life, but you know like He's in, like, the Merchant Marines, basically. Like, you don't do that in your 40s. I guess you could, but I'm thinking, like... Just put some makeup I, on. I like... I I think I'm younger guy. Like, I think it'd be... Okay. All right. Fun. Like, less responsibility. Okay, who are you thinking? Um, Michael Caine. Michael Caine could be the grandpa of it. Michael Caine. Well, you see, I was stuck on a boat Well, that would be great if we could get Michael Caine in the sewers. Okay, so you're thinking 20s. I'm trying to think about young British actors. Oh, what about um the guy who played Eggsy in... Um... Taron Egerton? Yes. I was you. literally yes. about to say Taron Egerton. Like, not yeah, even... I mean, up. I think he's, he's pretty it. good. He's pretty good. Yeah. I, I'd be cool with Taron. Taron Egerton. Sounds great. Um, And he is... Elton John. And the yeah. older... And Elton John. Sure. We'll have Elton John play the older <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> Well, no, he, oh, he, wow. played, okay. he played Elton John in Rocket Man. No, I know that. Yeah. So it, it's only fair that Elton John plays <laughs> Elton older John Taron plays, Egerton. 
Okay. I think Elton would be would be very good in this. So yeah, so Elton John is is old Taron Egerton. Yes, and, and Elton John is his uh grandson or granddaughter. It doesn't really matter. Uh, is maybe we open up and the first scene is like is this dusty attic, and like the the uh, trap door that goes into the attic. I don't know what that's called. Opens up and this kid ru- is like rummaging around and finds these letters. And is like, what are these? He, you know, runs down and is like, mom, I found these letters. What are these? And the mom's like, oh, those are your grandfather's. Maybe he's coming over like this Saturday. Maybe he can tell you about it or so- uh, something like that. So not really important. We get to where the kid and, the grandfather played by Elton John. Um, yep. He's telling the story. He's like, what's this grand granddad? And uh, he's like, well, that's uh, about that time I spent five years on a boat in the Suez. I, that's not really how Elton John sounds. Uh, don't expect a consistent, okay. don't expect a consistent accent out of me this episode. No, I like it. Keep it going. Uh, Keep it going. He, he can put a, like a fake accent on for the movie. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, let me tell you about that. This is all over the place. Anyways, so <laughs> then we. L- it's hard. It's hard to come up with dialogue for yourself and, and fake your yeah, accent. Well, at the I same can't even time. think of what kind of English accent Elton John has. I he's feel like it's it's a pretty like uh, Queen's it's, English, like a like yeah, it's a, like yeah. RP. Okay. Yeah. Well, things change, scene changes, and maybe we can do like a different aspect ratio. For the present day scenes and one for the old Ooh, scenes. I like Kind of like what they did with Ooh. Grand Budapest Hotel. That's fun. Grand Budapest. Let's do that. Grand Budapest. <laughs> Booty Fest. 2019. Um, I'm sorry. Budapest Booty Fest. Yeah, I like, I like the aspect ratio okay. idea. That's Just a fun. little technical Do we want to do... Um, do we want like full widescreen, like wider aspect ratio uh, for the present day? You know day what? Or we'll let the, the cinematographer... Past? Okay. So we change and it's, you know, early morning in the uh in egypt on the suez and uh boats are chugging along early morning and uh do some dudes out on the deck sun's rising and then a bunch of israeli fighter jets come out of the east you know they're using the sun to uh mask mask themselves and yep. they start messing things up, screaming past. Yeah, the, yeah. The, start messing things up, and uh, then think. Yeah, we'll say Taron Egerton's on deck. He's with yeah, somebody. Yeah, Taron looks at his. He, maybe he turns they, to his commanding and, officer. He says, "Oi, what's that about, mate?" Yeah, and then maybe they, I don't, I, maybe they like bomb some stuff, and the captain just like, "Well, we're gonna be here for a bit, or something like." That. We're going to be here for a bit right now, aren't we, governor? <laughs> and you're all right, mate. You're all right, mate. You sound, uh, you sound a bit. You sound a bit funny, mate. And then something's like, wrong about that. There, you drunk again? And then like the SpongeBob, Always like have a little nip, have a little tip. Two little tip years it. later, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Already jumping two years later. Yeah, wow. no, no. He's like, well, I guess we'll be here for a bit, and then. Uh, Maybe Taron Egerton's like, ah, can't be more, th- can't be more than a couple weeks, and then it skips ahead. It's like one month, six later months later. <laughs> oh. yeah, 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 like two months later. So I think I don't really know where to go from here. That's kind of where what I've got. So they they skipped, so they skipped two months later, and it shows like the outside of the hull of the ship, 
and it's the same. So maybe in the first sequence, we saw the name of the ship before. Yeah. And it's one of the British ships. I don't know what their names were, so you can just pick one. It's um, the, uh, and it MS Melampus. Sure, we'll do the Melampus. Because it's Is that the big silly. one? I don't know. It just I don't know. <laughs> it's it's, it's got to be a big one, right? It's I was like, what, what was, size uh, was it in the British uh, Royal Fleet? <laughs> clearly the biggest one. It's the sun it never the sets on the British, British ship. On there, it was its gross tonnage was eight thousand five hundred nine. So it was um, a big one. Anyway, so they pan up from from the 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 base of the lake going up the side of the ship. We see mm-hmm. the name. We notice that it's much yellower it's been yellowed yes. by the the sands bit. of the desert hence the yellow fleet name mm-hmm. so that so they go up and they pan up and it finally reaches uh above deck and taryn is laying on like a cot like a military cot but it's yeah. laid out and he's like sunbathing yeah he's got like a six pack of beer in like old 70s cans yeah, next like to egyptian him. beer famous egyptian, egyptian beer. beer and he famous drinks egyptian it beer. and he just chucks <laughs> and he, yeah that <laughs> Old Suez. Old Suez. <laughs> it's like Old like Cairo. Anubis's pale. <laughs> Suez yellow ribbon. It's it's uh it's uh Cairo light. <laughs> Nubian light. Um anyway, so they Memphis he drinks lager. it, he chucks he chunks it a Memphis lager, that's good. He chucks it over the side of the boat, um, and he's just like laying there with like sunglasses on, like big aviators or whatever, and uh his commanding officer who we've seen before walks up and his CO is in like a wife beater. Like they're all like obviously yeah. disheveled, basically chilling. And he's like, all right, it's, it's time, mate. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to say mate at the end of everything they say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they go. And so then the camera follows them maybe like from above walking through the ship. It's either above or from the side. I like this. I, I think <laughs> side. So we can okay. get like some shots of like people being yes. goofy or something. That's what I was going for. Like we see them like walking past people like, you know, I, I don't know, like playing games or whatever, like playing cards, smoking, Parcheesy. like parcheesy. Uh, There's guys doing pushups. Like just uh, they're at leisure and they're walking past. Well, hold up, something. hold on. I want the guy doing pushups to get progressively more and more jacked as the movie goes on. Hell like, yeah. To show the passage of time. He just keeps yeah. getting He's bigger. He's the and only bigger. marker of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only way we can tell. <laughs> um, so they walk past all this, this fun stuff that shows their leisure. And eventually they get to um, like this meeting that's on one of the both ships. Again, I don't remember the name. I don't think it's really that relevant. But basically what they're going for is they are attending the formation of the, the Great Bitter, Bitter Lake. Lakes Association. Yeah, exactly. Which happened like a few months after the the Six-Day yeah. War started. So yeah. th- then we have a scene where the main members of the, the big crews of the, was it, 14 yes. ships so get together. There will be like a rep from a rep. Maybe like a captain and one other crew member from each of the boats, we'll say. And so there's West Germany, Sweden, France, uh, several, like these all had a few ships, uh, you know, the UK, Poland, Bulgaria, Czechoslovakia, and the US. So, so anyway, so they're, they're on board one of the ships. They, they gather together um, and, you know, they're, they're discussing the Great Barrier Lakes Association. Um, who wants to be the one who initiates? Who who do you think would initiate? Like, I we think it would be a different UK captain, like maybe the captain from the largest British vessel. So, um, because um, they're all like stranded, and they were like merchant ships. They weren't like army ships. So they all had like goods, like they were trading the whole time. 
So I think one of them comes in. He's like, "Well, well, darn it, we're all out of toilet paper, but but we got but we got booze for days." Yes, and we are out of booze, but we have much paper. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the French, yeah, yeah, the French guy is like, "Oh, we only have the plastic toys." Well, what am I supposed to do with toys? You, you can play with them. Where's your sense of imagination? Oh. I'm from West Germany. Uh, we do not you, have imagination. Oh, you, you Germans don't have any imagination except for how to kill the Jews. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um. My friend, it is 1967. <laughs> Look, there could still be Nazis alive in 1967, Brian. Uh, there, there are Nazis There's Nazis alive, alive in 2019. We, but, <clears throat> we, we are very sorry. I was three years old. <laughs> I am very sorry. <laughs> but I must employ you to explain your toys. <laughs> Why were they in the Suez Canal? <laughs> So I think our main, uh, the captain from <laughs> Terran's boat, is, so he's like, he's basically saying like, oh, why don't we all just like put our resources? He's like, hold on, hold on, let me let oh, me I, get this. Let me wait. Oh, let me I, get this. Oh. Here. Uh, he's gonna be <laughs> Go he's gonna it. be Scottish because that's the best British accent I can do. He's like, okay. He's like, all right then. Well, why don't we just pull all our Fucking re- cause he's Scottish, so he cusses. He's like, "Why don't we pull all our fucking resources together and quit bitching?" And at he's each a other. sailor. Yeah, he's a sailor. Sailor mouth. You know, they're all like they're just cussing up a storm. Like, if you think our yeah. language isn't dirty enough, just interject a curse in between any yeah. word in your head. Just spend he's like five years on the. Like, well, the reasonable out, thing would be to just put our resources together and. Uh, and like the whole time, like Terran's looking back and forth, kind of murmur for a bit. And the Bulgarians have been sitting there like very quiet for a while. And the Bulgarian captain comes forward and he's just like this, he's this very stout uh, guy with like this sunken eyes. You know, he he looks like scary kind of. And he's like, Mm, yes, we agree. And, (laughs) and, and that's it. That's so we know that the Bulgarian language is very guttural. That's yeah, what yeah. I've gotten. <laughs> yes, and you know, man of few words. He's like, Ooh, we we agree. And then steps the German steps ship. <laughs> the German ship will accept. We have much shisa tissue to provide to you in exchange for your <laughs> booze and tissue. toys. And yeah, and the French guys like, <laughs> if you say one more, if you say one more thing about our toys, you. German dog song. I'm not the one carrying toys across the Suez Canal. (laughs) And and then the French guy's like, we also have, we also have many liters of wine. But that is just for the kitchen. That is not. All right. (laughs) Half our cargo is. I'm willing to negotiate. (laughs) I'm willing to negotiate. I rescind my comment. He's very excited about it. We have enough wine to last us eight years. And then somebody's like, hmm. I don't think you do. <laughs> well, I'm well, not it would sure last you do. A French per- it would last a French crew eight years. It would last any other nationality like 16. Uh, that's that's probably true. So anyways. Um, uh, so they pop open a bottle of whiskey, down it all, and then uh, kind of the party starts. Yeah, the party kind of starts. So I'm thinking... Uh, we should pull our resources together. And also, we should have a pool. And then... The Czechoslovakians are like, yeah, I could go for that. 
Because Czechs don't really have a discernible accent. No. Uh, yeah, it, sure. It, they sound a lot like uh, like an <laughs> Arkansas native. Really? How's that sound? Yeah. Well, they sound kind of like kind of like this. Um, well, I tell you what, of, I think yeah. that is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, that is a great. That is just a marvelous. And idea. And then the American, I, from the so American captain's like the American guys like. I'm having a good time. You guy, guys say you're from Czechoslovakia. Uh, it is pronounced Czech Arcana, my friend. <laughs> you guys sounds like you're down from Arkansas. I got a cousin from Arkansas. <laughs> is this guy from New York? Yeah, yeah. He's a New, he's a New Yorker with a cousin from Arkansas. Okay. Um, so yeah, so they, um, so they agree to create the Great Bitter Lake Association. Um, we have like a nice little, like big montage kind of, uh, scale shot where they pull the ships together because at one point they did like move a lot of the ships closer yeah. together. So it was easier for them to maintain. Yeah. Um, so that they could all just kind of crew around together. And they, um, they'd like, uh, make the lifeboats and the sailboats and like yeah. go yeah. from boat to boat Do a regatta. party. Yeah. Um, no, I so I think here like a lot of the story is maybe we cut back to present day and the kid is like, yeah, but like what did you guys do for fun on the boat? And Elton John's like, well, we had lots of games and sports and the French brought toys, so <laughs> the French brought toys. I don't know why. We're shitting all over I, I just got to pull toys out toy. of my ass and we're sticking with it. <laughs> You know, it, honestly, I was really close to when you were like getting mad about the toys. Not you, yeah, but the French yeah. guy. I was gonna be like, well, "Well, good luck wiping your ass with toys." <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think he starts talking about like the stuff they did. And the good thing about this is, uh, so we're saying our Elton John, uh, Taron Egerton would have been there for like four or five years. So this gives us the ability to like kind of skip through time, uh, not like have it very like. He can go from, you know, the, this yeah. was like two months into the thing, and then it can jump suddenly to like yeah. a year later. He, he's just talking about significant things that... You get some like Elton John narration. He's like, on one boat, we had the toys, and on the other... Yeah. You know, we had... We the had toys a, are going to come back. The toys are going to be very yes. important. We had a basketball is, court. We, is we, Elton John we Australian, Ruck? Uh, well, funny thing about Australia is it used to be a British colony. Um, so we, had, we had a right US. solid soccer pitch, <laughs> right, right solid yeah. football pitch, mate. And uh, that's why most of us in the U.S. speak with a British accent. Right. Um, at, but at anyway, a medical medical center with a doctor. We had, oh, now that's Australian too. Shit. Uh, that's the thing, though. See, I, like eventually, a, over a time, lot of an, overlap. an English accent becomes an Australian accent. That's just that's how that, um, what happened. That's biology. Yeah. Um, it's just, so yeah, no, I think he's like, so, so this would, this would have been in 1967. So in 68 was the Olympics. So maybe they skip ahead to that. And mm -hmm. he's like, well, in 1968, yeah. the Olympics were going on. So we actually held our own small version because they did this. They actually did a small scale version of the Olympics on the boats and competed yep. with each other. So maybe we skip ahead to that. And it's like Taryn Egerton. I agree is what what it so we know they played uh soccer 
um, or football yep. for our English listeners, our British football. listeners. Uh, football for our British listeners. Football for our Spanish listeners. Oh, and uh, for our French listeners, it's football. <laughs> yes, and for our German listeners, it's football. Um, and for our, for our Czechoslovakian li- listeners, our Czech listener, listeners, they played football. They played soccer. Soccer. Um, <laughs> soccer. Right, good soccer. So anyways, uh. so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's just say Taron Egerton's on the soccer team for his boat. Or maybe it's just for sure. the English or the, the British. So maybe it's like he cuts, like as Elton John's narration kind of like goes over top of the scene transition and they're like standing in like this dark room and he's maybe like, they're like, it's on his face and he's like breathing heavy, Taron Egerton. He's like, you know, getting, getting kind of like, looks like he's getting worked up to go do something. And he's like, you know, in 1968, the Olympics were going on in Mexico City. I, I think that's where they were in 68. Yeah, well, I think now he's doing an Australian accent. Yeah, well, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm, I See, I knew I, I, like I was it. like, I no, shouldn't have good. said anything. You're good. Okay, Keep it going. Like, you're good. Yeah, Keep no, it going. Don't, if you can't. Take it in. Don't dish it out. Um, yeah, so he's like, we didn't want to miss out on the action ourselves. So, like, this is all over the place. So we got to work. And then, like, he says that, and maybe they, like, open the door and they run out, and they're on, like, a soccer pitch that's been, I guess, painted onto the hull of, uh, yep. or onto the deck of one of the boats. And uh, there's, you know, there's going to be other crew members watching. Like, they're excited. People start clapping. Yeah, it's not a huge crowd, but they start cheering. And uh, maybe maybe we'll have, like, uh, oh, what if one of the who, – who do the English or the British want to be playing? Who should we have them playing in this match? Pick uh, the French. The French. Okay. They're playing the yeah. French. And the uh, West Germans – one of the West Germans and the Bulgarian are doing color commentary over like the ship's PA system. Wait, who? Which countries did you say? The West doing Germans the, the and the Bulgarians, com- and we'll have some fun. You, with you that. know, we made fun of their toys, but they brought lots of soccer balls. <laughs> <laughs> it was our bad, I admit. And the Bulgarian is like, our bad. And the Bulgarian guy is just like, mm, yes, was good idea. <laughs> this is like the third this is like the third time in history that Germans have really fucked things up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh we have some like a good soccer scene and I think we really need to play up how like kind of memory affects things and like how he's kind of embellishing on this story. So I think people just need to be doing like cuz these are just like ship crew guys they're not athletes really so they just need to be doing like but they need to be crushing it like athletic and absurd like some bicycle Uh, kicks and uh, oh yeah yeah. like mad mad we we should get like some soccer players some pro yeah we'll have we'll have uh mbappe on the french team uh he's french right we'll just have like the current french national team roll out there as a cameo Uh, yeah pogba okay yeah uh, yeah, so they'll have this soccer we'll game. Gareth uh, Ed- Edmonds on the British I was team. I thought you were going to say Gareth Rooney or and <laughs> Yeah, Gareth Evans is the soccer player, right? We'll, we'll put <clears throat> we'll put Gareth Evans on the uh, one of the British teams. Um, okay. Zlatan Ibrahimovic on the Swedish team. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they had, and like, I think you're right, right? I think people are doing like bicycle kicks, like, uh, like there's a scene where some dude like goes super speed and just like gets from one end of the pitch to the other, you know, we'll have, um, maybe like the keeper, there's like an insane save. Like he does, <laughs> he does like a Mr. Fantastic thing. Like his arms stretch out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're getting real goofy. Yeah. No, it, it's going to get it. a little goofy. Yeah. Maybe he's like, oh, I swear the keeper for the French team had arms like a chimpanzee or something like that. And they're just like really long and goofy. He's like, we couldn't get anything by him for the first for the first half. But then, you know, he, he's telling the story. Uh, and the whole time, the, the West German and the Bulgarian, and it's mostly the West German talking. The Bulgarian just keeps being like, mm, was a good kick. Was a good, <laughs> was, <laughs> da, was, was good, was good, was a good shot. Very good. What are you talking about? That was incredible. It was... <laughs> It was good. I like. I like. This was this was the best assault. <laughs> this is the best offense since the Blitz. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so one thing good. is, so there were three thousand uh, men. Yes. And there was one woman. In this, yes, uh, in all there the was ships, one there was woman. One woman. <laughs> so I think. Do we know she's what nationality she was? Uh, I tried looking. I couldn't find it. Okay. Um. So I just imagine she's just getting laid all day. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Consensually. Um, consensually. For sure, um, she's taking advantage of the of the situation. So, um, yeah, I think... I mean, we've no, got, I, like, a Smurfette scenario going on here. Uh, you know what? More power to her. Yeah, so we've got, like, Alicia Vikander. Um, okay. Just... Yeah, no, he's really playing up how hot this one woman was. And it's <laughs> yes. obvious, like, it's just, like... They've been deprived. Well, suspension of disbelief with so Elton John telling you. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way. No, that's a good point. Like they've been deprived of women for so long that the one woman is like portrayed as unobtainably attractive. Yeah. So regardless of who she really was, right? And maybe she was. Maybe we never she know. Was. We never know. Uh, but I do think like maybe the grandkids should be. So grandpa, didn't it get you know a little annoying being around you know other other chaps all the time and he then he tells like this story about how like i don't know they somehow got a bunch of uh egyptian women to come party on the boats with mm. them and it's yeah. just this like really raunchy party let me google hot egyptian actress <laughs> like you haven't googled that before I, well he's definitely googling it again now well, uh so there's a party scene they had plenty of booze, thanks to the Americans. Well, yeah, maybe, so maybe, maybe he says the grandkid says that, and he's like, "Well, once the Olympics were wrapping up, grandson or daughter, I don't really know what you are right now." <laughs> <laughs> you can choose when you're ready. <laughs> the locals had started hearing about our hijinks and wanted to come see the final of, I don't know, of the. The 100 meter dash final. And then, like, so he cuts, and there's like a ton of locals on the boat. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe is Taryn Egerton also running in the 100 meter dash? Yes. Sure. He could say he was. He, he probably portrays himself as being like a like a multi athlete. Yeah. He's got like a cigarette in his mouth while he's running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it like 
cuts back and it's on his face and he's like in the blocks. They have blocks, I guess, on this boat. Uh, well, the French brought toys. So <laughs> and Puffing on a Winston. Then, uh, so he's smoking a cigarette, like Rock said, and then there's a guy with the starting gun and he's like, all right, uh, on your marks. It's the French guy. Get set. And he like fires the gun. Spelled G-E-A-U-X-E. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Taron Egerton's puffing the cigarette the whole time he's running. Uh, And then he, uh, I I don't care who wins. He doesn't have to win. But then like the race is over. Everybody cheers. And then it kind of transitions a quick cut into like a party scene where everybody's just like having fun. There's a bunch of hot Egyptian women and a bunch of sailors. And that's just a mix for some trouble. So maybe, oh, I got it. So maybe uh, one of the uh, English guys or the UK, they don't have to be English. They can be any nationality within the United Kingdom. Uh, We'll say it's a Northern Irish guy. And one of the crewmates, we'll say he's been like one of Tarrant Egerton's big pals throughout the whole movie. You know, this isn't the first time we've seen it. And he's like getting hot and heavy with this Egyptian chick. And then maybe, uh, oh, maybe they disappear for a bit. And uh, obviously to go do some sordid things. And uh, Taron Egerton's just sitting around enjoying a pie. And maybe some, maybe maybe the West German, main West German guy we've had, has he's like, so, is there, is there a uh, Fraulein back home for, for you? <laughs> <A> Fraulein? <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> <laughs> and Taryn Egerton uh <laughs> so eh? is a special someone back Fraulein that, eh? a special someone is, it does not have to be a Fraulein it could be hair I'm not judge I'm not, not judge it's, it's 1969 <laughs> summer free love I get it I get it uh, you know when I was younger <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going. Could, keep going. It I want to be a sheep. No, 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 no. That was another time. <laughs> ah, Klaus. <laughs> but anyway, so, so where are we so, going yeah, with this conversation? Uh, so uh, maybe Taryn Egerton starts like saying some stuff about like, I don't know, he's like, well, there was this one girl I was getting ready to see back when we get back to port, but. We've been here for right about, oh no, we've been here for right near a year, year and a half now, or however long. He's like, I reckon I ain't ever going to see you again, yeah, you know? Or something like that. Or maybe like he's like, I got a letter. Turns out she mar- up and mar- went and married some other bloke, or something like that. So then maybe he starts like about to go into more details. And then this, uh, like, there's this Egyptian dude, like, angrily yelling about something and uh Taranagan's like what's up with that chap I don't, I don't speak the language no everybody's like no idea no idea and then the Bulgarian guy is like he says he does not know where a wife is and then uh the Bulgarian guy keeps going he says she look, and then he did, like describes the wife, and Taryn Egerton realizes that's the chick that the Northern Irish guy is shacking up with. Okay, so then there's I this whole, sh- there's this whole, yeah, there's this whole shenanigan scene where like he's like Taryn Egerton like runs off to the bunks or whatever to try and uh, 
warn his friend and then his friend keeps like uh like he enter- he meets him in the hallway and they're on their way out and he's like oh you don't want to you don't want to go out there go. and he's like uh rock, rock what's the northern irish guy say oh don't be going in there <laughs> i don't know what what i don't I don't. I don't know. I. All right, listen, listen here, brother. I've already done what I needed to do, so <laughs> I can leave if you really need me to. But she's not going to be able to walk right for a while. So <laughs> your your problem now. And he just stumbles. <laughs> so so Taryn so goes then, in. I got it. So Taryn goes in, and he finds the chick, and she's just really drunk. The the that was just a sexual entendre, but she's just super drunk. Um, and he's like trying to clean her up because he knows the Egyptian guy is going to find her at some point. And he's like trying to get her up off the bed. She like pulls him on top of her. He's like, no, 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 no. And then the Egyptian guy walks in, catches them. And what happens from there? Uh, I think, so then we cut hard cut and he's sitting in like the captain's quarters or maybe he's sitting with a bunch of the other captains and they're like, Got word from the governments, and they're like, all right, we're going to relieve some of you guys. Like, we're going to, you know, send some of you home. We're sending new crews down, and it's it'd probably but, be best if... And the North Irish guy is like, hey, I've already been relieved if you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, high-five, laugh, and chuckle in the background. The For West sure. German guy is like, oh, oh very good. <laughs> yeah, and Taryn Egerton's kind of like, I didn't even do anything, but you know what? Maybe it'll be good to get off the boat. Um, you know, and, he's he's uh, like, so they he maybe in the narration he's saying something like, uh, you know, at times it felt like a holiday, but I can't do the accent anymore. Hold on, British Michael Caine. Uh, at times it felt like a holiday, but I needed I can't do it anymore. Shit! Somebody say something. <laughs> Uh, something. Thank you. All right. So something. <laughs> so, uh, um, so Taryn. So whatever. They send him back to. We'll say he's from London. So they send him back to London, and he's he's there. He's bouncing around. Uh, maybe he's. You can tell he's obviously like not into it. Maybe he's like staying at his parents, and maybe he runs into the girl he had like a thing with, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I got like a kid now," and. He's like, well, blimey, that sucks. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> all, right, and then, uh, all right, then. Wanders then on the his pub. His mom's like, yeah, he wanders on the pub, gets pissed drunk. Uh, the the bobbies, the bobbies, that's what they call police, right? Right. I don't know. I'm not British. They, uh, pick him up off the sidewalk and like drop him off at his parents. And his mom's like, you need a girl. You need to go to like one of the dances or something that, that the town throws have. all the time. So, and meanwhile, the town's, the town's meanwhile, it's that, like 1970 in London. And he's like, dances. The fuck? <laughs> he's like the discotheques. <laughs> like, uh, whatever. So he, he goes and like, he goes somewhere. He's just like very, he's not enjoying being back. And then he sees uh, like a, a poster or something. I don't know. Or an ad in the newspaper. And it's like, uh, we need crew to go back to these ships. And so he goes to the office and 
uh, they're like, weren't you already there? Maybe the person recognized it. Like, yeah, but like, they're like, don't you want to like stay here? Like you, you are, you're not stuck on the ship anymore. And he's like, yeah, but like, I liked it or something. Yeah, he goes mm-hmm. back. Sure. He's like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand. And, uh, and he just goes back. Yeah. He's like, you won't understand. And they, like, they show the, uh, the map thing with the airplane and the line following it as mm-hmm. they, they fly him yes. back. Well, I think we cut. I think we cut back to the boat and it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe they're having like a really sexual shirtless volleyball match between. Okay. I think people. I've seen this movie before, but all right. And, uh, yeah, yeah, some Kenny Loggins is play- <laughs> playing. That's not appropriate, actually. Playing um, with the boss. <laughs> and the uh, West German guy's like, ah, oh, yeah, he's like, we just need, he's like, if only we had a little bit more firepower. If only we could overcome these opponents. And then uh, Darren Egerton shows up. They're like, they hear a voice and he's like, you boys say you need a little bit of firepower, yeah? And he, like, is ripping a cig and flicks it <laughs> yes. into the Suez and then, like, starts uh, playing volleyball. volleyball with them. And they're all, like, for a spike. They're all, mm-hmm. like, I don't, yeah. We don't have a name for Taron Egerton's character, but they're, like, yeah. Taron Egerton. Uh, <laughs> Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, Darren Egerton, you're back. <laughs> Jacob, he's back. Yeah, we thought you were gone forever. So, uh, so they play a, a uh, rousing game of of beach volleyball <laughs> on uh, on the ship. Yeah, yeah, well, well, deck volleyball, yeah. Brian. Well, the the, the boat is on um, the beach. And then while that's going on, you know, it's just cutting around to like people gambling, and then like, the jacked dude drinking. is even bigger. The jacked dude is huge now. He's like. Looking like Ronnie Coleman, um. and I've got it. I've fucking got it. So they they do the shots of like them playing interspersed with the random stuff going on on above deck. The sun starts getting low. It, it turns to night. It shows um, Taron Egerton, Jacob, and uh, and West German Jacob. guys sit, <laughs> sitting at the uh, at the one of the makeshift pool tables or whatever. They're like drinking and they're clearly drunk. And the German yeah. guy is finishing up a story and he's telling him he's like, "I just wouldn't believe it. The first thing we ran out of was the fucking toys." <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Eggsy laughs like that and he falls backwards and like literally falls off of his chair. And then in the mm-hmm. narration, he's like. And the French guy is just sitting there, yes, like, scowling. for sure. The French guy is just—he's like, got like, a beret oh. on. He's like, like putting out a cig- yeah. cigarette while and lighting another you one. You have the same time. Now. <laughs> and, and then Exy, like in the narration, goes like, "It was luck I had never left." And then it, where does it go from there? Yeah. I mean, this is a feel-good movie so far. So <laughs> this is a feel-good. It's a definitely been a feel-good. This is movie. A chef. I think so. I think yeah. the uh, don't have I enough think, of those. Like uh, honestly, so. In real life, in real life, what happened is uh, I think it was seventy two or seventy three. The boats were there till like seventy five. But in what happened was uh, there was like a Norwegian company that ended up getting paid to just maintain the boats, and all the crews got sent home in like seventy two or seventy three. So I think there's like an end to their time on the boat, realistically. But I think we need like an emotional end for Taron Egerton's character like he like he needs to be okay with 
go like he's already been back home once and it wasn't right for him he needs to be okay with leaving the boat for good like emotionally at this point so i'm not sure what would be the catalyst for that maybe he kind of settles on like a career path or maybe i have uh, a good idea i feel like i feel like we always uh, before brian goes i feel like we always do this where we're like all right, what's going to get this character's life in order so he can get back into it and like uh, it do what he wants to fulfill his desire? And I'm over here like, oh, shit, oh my God, I don't fucking know. That's true. He doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have to be like he figures out his so, life's so purpose. It's, it's, but, it's catharsis is what we're looking for. Because for, for, right, the idea is that he found looking. his home but it's on the ship in this temporary situation. It can't be there forever. And so that's the ultimately the only conflict is like he found his happiness here, but it can't be here because he has to move on. So here's my idea. Feel free to shoot this down. So here's my idea. So Eggsy gets called off. uh, Jacob gets called off when the, all the merchants get pulled off. And I think from 72 to like 76 or whenever they open the Suez canal again, this uh, German, or Norwegian or whatever company was like keeping the ships as best afloat as they could. They were basically just maintenance guys. Um, and then once yeah. the Suez opened, the two of the German ships, I think, were able to actually make it home by getting out of the Suez. Yeah. The only ones that made it back under their own power were two German ships. Yeah. So here's my idea. So he has been back home for a little bit. And he gets a phone call and he's, he's still lost, but like better. Like he's not like drinking Mm -hmm. terribly. He's maybe he's got a family. He's not completely resolved, but he, or like he's got a girlfriend. That's it. Yeah. And he gets a call on his phone. He's again, (laughs) ripping a cig and here's a familiar. Well, it's like the seventies. Everybody was smoking back then. Exactly. This is just assumed, but I like to paint the picture. He he is, he's matured a little bit. So he's smoking a pipe. There we go. He's smoking a pipe. Beautiful. He has a nice, like, fisherman sweater on. He's got a little bit of stuff. He has great mutton chops, by the way. Like, because it's the 70s. You know, that started happening. So. Ooh, yeah. So so he gets a phone call, and a familiar voice on the other end of the line says, Jacob, would you like to see the ships off one last time? And then, like, he, he smiles, mm-hmm. and it cuts again, and he is on board one of the German ships with... Schmidt. Schmidt, the the West German guy, <laughs> and they are crewing it, Schmidt from the Suez Canal. So he helps yeah. this ship. Maybe some of the other like main crew members. Sure, are there not all like of it them. Was like a reunion. I, I want just maybe yeah, a yeah, couple, but maybe jacked guy yeah. Schmidt. Jacked um, guy. <laughs> He's just in the credits as jacked guy. <laughs> maybe the Bulgarian guy. Yeah, no, the Bulgarian uh, guy needs to be there because I love yeah. like his just gloomy demeanor Maybe he brings. To my his my idea is that this is yeah. towards the very end. So like he it, yeah. he is part of the crew that pilots it to Germany, and then the last bit is him like seeing it home, getting it safe. You you get a, I think there the there's one like Czechoslovakian guy, and he's like, hey, hey, now you it's a party me. up in here. <laughs> is he from Wisconsin now? He is. <laughs> Well, so like northern northern Czech Republic, they sound well. The like Czechs sound of, like Arkansas. The Slovakians sound like Wisconsinites. But, yeah, yeah. There you go. I want to be very clear. Czech Arcana. Um, so, so they they take it home and they bring it back to West Germany. He sees it off, and that's the the idea. And we can do more of the bits here. But my thought was that the catharsis is like he finally 
got this ship out of the Suez and back where it belongs so that he can now go back to where he belongs, marry this woman he's been seeing for the past year. And like, it's, it's, it's a, a metaphor for him taking that time where he had to be in the Suez and find himself. But now he's free just like those ships are. I like that. And I think, yeah, maybe like, the last scene of young him is like they're sailing out of the Suez into the ocean. And he's like, you know, he's looking happy, a little bittersweet smile or whatever. And then the grandkids are like, grandpa, but what did you do after that? And he's like, well, I just, uh, married your grandma and, uh, spit out a couple little babies. And one of them was your pop. And here you are. Ain't much to do once you turn 30. <laughs> or something like that. So so he's basically given up. Maybe <laughs> maybe he gets very involved in like diplomacy and foreign relations. Um maybe maybe he becomes oh, an MP that's or something a good like twist. that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's good. But that's uh, really what if good. he says like what I just said and every the audience is kind of like, "Well, that's depressing." And then uh then uh he gets a phone call He's like, well, go, go, and uh, he goes to the UN. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his, his, the kid's mom, his daughter is, or his dad, whatever. The I dad. can't remember what. Okay. What, the, maybe the dad earlier. Dad, whatever. He's like, all right, great seeing you, dad. You it's it's fluid. Pop in your mom. Nineteen. Um, <laughs> he goes. <laughs> Always a pleasure, love. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, he says, what I'm getting at is he says something that is like, he's like, well, got to go to the embassy. He, he like, it implies he like got into some sort of diplomacy or foreign relation thing. So we have that line where the audience is kind of like, well, that's kind of sad. He just, his life ended after he turned 30 or something. And then that's just mm-hmm. that dry British humor. And it turns out he's actually like, he ended up having a pretty good career as like okay. a diplomat or an ambassador or something like yes. that. I don't know. And they're like, they're like, Grandpa, Grandpa, when will you be coming back? Right. And he's like, I think it's going to be a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> it ends on Rocket Man. The he goes, credits are just he goes, Rocket Man. Well, Levon, I think it's going to be a long time. <laughs> <laughs> the kid was named Levon all yeah. along. Um, yeah, I, I I like that. I like uh, I like the I I like implying that he becomes an ambassador, or a diplomat, something in foreign relations. Uh, they they call him the United Nations, but they're not united <laughs> by a telephone line. I tell you that much. <laughs> Yeah, sure. And he, and he leaves, and, and then it, Rocket Man plays as Levon watches Jacob. Uh, Grandpa Jacob <laughs> from the window. I can't say his name like a, like his name. I can't say Jacob. I can't. <laughs> no, I neither this, can I. Can't Jacob. Just say, like, hi, Jake. How you I'm doing? Not from Jack. <laughs> like, I'm not from Jack. Oh, um, yes. And so sees sees. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a Czechoslovakian. <laughs> <laughs> Um, these color these colors don't run. Rocket Rocket Man did come out in 1972, <laughs> which would have been like the last year the ships were occupied. So it checks so out. It check it check it, republics out. Of time. 
Um, it. So yeah. So I think that's it. I think we end on Rocket Man, and we imply that his time on the canal, you know, gave him a career in foreign relations and gave him a sense of purpose in uniting people. But that's all metaphorical and implied, and really, it was just a feel-good movie the whole time. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a very much a fun feel-good romp. I like that. Uh, we don't do a ton of feel-good movies. Most of our movies are very serious. And are you sure? Mo- a lot of our sad. movies are pretty comedic. <laughs> we we normally do comedies. Brett, we did a Scooby Scooby Doo movie. Uh, I, know, even... I was kidding. I was I was kidding. Oh, oh, okay. Well, damn it. I was being sarcastic. But you're really good at jokes. It's tough to tell sometimes. Um, well, I'm not sure if that was a joke. Yeah, now, yeah but so. you're a comedian. Uh, none of us are comedians. But yeah, I think I think we've got a movie. I think I think we've got a fun feel good movie with a lot of fun little gags and a metaphor at the end. That's like it's about finding yourself, kind of like yeah. Chef. Honestly, like. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, I would like it. It's, yeah, the chef of what do we want to call it? Um, um, do you want to call it the yellow like flea? Yellow flea. I think the yellow, the yellow flea. The... I don't. I don't want to call it. I don't, some of those are too on the. I had an idea and I've okay. lost it. Um, I mean, we could call it the Great Bitter Lake Association. Um, if hypothetically this movie were to be released, I think like the move title Yellow Fleet, people would be like, "Is this like a war movie or something?" Like, yeah, Yellow Submarine had that problem. <laughs> yeah, well, they were at war with the Blue Meanies. Uh, you know, I went into the terminal thinking it was about a kid with cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got and, it. The uh, Great Wolf Bitter of Lake Wall Street really surprised me. <laughs> you know what? I was pleasantly not surprised by Chef. <laughs> pleasantly unsurprised. <laughs> pleasantly unsurprised. All right, I so, was yeah, disappointed it. by Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> yeah, I expected I expected a tour guide <laughs> through uh, Dallas. Exact, yeah, well, well, <laughs> well, if you think about it, it's really just a, a tour through Debbie instead. <laughs> the role reversal was palpable. Oh, um, we've got our movie. Zach, you want to do a, a little? So yeah, so this has been the Great Bitter Lakes Association, a movie about uh, old man Elton John telling about how he used to be Taron Egerton on a boat for five years. Uh, it's a multinational cast, features a lot of hijinks and goofs, uh, a lot of fun times, and it's just a feel-good romp all around. Catch it in theaters, never. Uh, so thanks for listening to Screenplayed. Uh, really appreciate like every single one of you who listens. Uh, like... We have fun making this, but knowing that other people enjoy it is make, makes it even more fun making it. Uh, special shout out to the Young Romantics for the use of our theme song, Spinning. Uh, you can catch it on their EP in case you feel the same. Really good. Y'all ought to listen to that. And if you want to keep up with us on social media, see any of the... Uh, we make posters or banners for the movies. Check us out at Screenplayed Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and then just Screenplayed on Facebook. And if you want to send us a movie idea in that you might want to hear us uh, just tear apart and obliterate and crush your hopes and dreams, not because it's a bad idea, but because we're bad at what we do, um, send it to us at 
uh, screenplaypodcast at gmail.com. And is there anything else I'm forgetting? No, I think you think you've no. covered it. Um, All right. You can, you can call me handsome if you want. Um. You're ha- and, uh, and if you uh, want to see my handsome co-host, uh, Chris Rocky, you can follow him at classic <laughs> underscore Rocky. That's R-A-Q-U-E on Instagram. Why are you doing this? And, and uh, he actually has some pretty funny tweets, too. So you should check those out uh, unless you're a Republican and you will probably hate them. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Please cut all that. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for listening again. This has been Screenplayed. So I'm your host, Brian Lee. I'm Chris Rocky. It all Zach Woodridge, by God. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Lights. They're good. Camera. Action. Action.